morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, just plain old good. Everything is good. Yeah, we're back once again. Yeah, we are back. My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Let's catch up with all this stuff right now. Here we go. Yeah, well, <laughs> what? Are you there with me? Let's get down to this stuff. All right, here it is. Okay, some doctrine from what I've written back in the past. Let me get straight down to this. Our objective remains the same today as it did in 1983 when myself, Noah Michael Smith, founded Club Energize. We, I, and it is myself who wrote this, aim to share worldwide the passion for martial arts, fitness and music and transform lives both mentally and physically. Our favourite saying here at LoFu, less but better, sums up our desire to constantly improve, guide those around us and make progress in how we meet our aims. Why have I read this to you? Because it means so much to me. If you go onto the LoFu website and click on Club Energize, you will see that same literature staring you in the face. And for me, it has the same powerful meaning today as it did back then. But I want to elaborate on that now because I'm always tweaking my website and making it better from my perspective. And one of the things that I want to do with that literature is to expand on it. I don't want to detract, take away from it because those values I said a minute ago still applies now. But want to um, build on that powerful message and elaborate a little bit more without rambling on. As I was rewriting my website, I was having this thought and thought, hey, you know what? This would make a great podcast. So here it is. This podcast is called Discrimination. Now, discrimination comes in all forms and I'm going to open up a whole can of worms you today. Discrimination, the unjust treatment of someone who is different to you. Someone who is different to you. We're all different. None of us are the same. No one's body is symmetrical. We're all different. If you stand up straight, you will see on everyone that either one side of your nose is higher than the other, one eye is higher, one eyebrow is lower, one ear is bigger. We are not the same. No two people are the same, even twins. I've got twins in my class, and they're not the same. Discriminating against somebody is saying, hey, I want you to be the same as me. Because you're not the same as me, I'm going to treat you badly. And a lot of people do discriminate and don't even know that they're doing it, yeah? Coming back to this whole thing again, this subconscious and conscious, and you've got to be aware of your actions, because if you're not aware of them, things start creeping out of you that you don't even know that you're doing it. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story. A group of girls, middle-aged girls, went on holiday, left London, got on an aeroplane at Gatwick Airport, and took a plane to the sunshine land of Portugal. Landed in Portugal, found a hotel room, started having a great time, messing around with each other. Everything was nice and jolly. Now, one lady who comes to my class on a regular basis has a mighty fine body. And these are all middle-aged women, right? The other ladies don't come to my class and they're all on the large side. They're not lean like this one girl. This one girl that comes to my class eats a heck of a lot. But she's got a fast metabolism, works out every day, got one child, moves around, flies around pretty quick all the time. She never stays still. She has an active job. In fact, she has three active jobs that she's holding down. Yep. 
This lady is very clean, so clean that when she got to the hotel room, she went to the supermarket, the nearest store, and bought some cleaning products to clean up the bathroom herself. Not that it was bad, but she just likes to um, be a little bit extra careful on all that stuff. Yeah, you got what I'm saying, because we all like to go down that route from time to time. Here's the thing. She would go into the bathroom to do whatever she's going to do. And then after she would clean up after her, as in using the the Dell, the Demistas and the cleaning products to clean up the place and what have you. Right. So she would do this virtually every time she went into the bathroom over a period of four or five days. And all her friends started to look at her a little funny and treat her differently. And she's wondering, what's going on here? I'm just doing my thing like everyone else. What's what's happening? And they ganged up on her and said, we think you're bulimic. And she said, what? She said, yeah, you need to talk to us because we can help you. And she said, I'm not bulimic. I'm fine. And she said, well, you got to be. You lock yourself in the bathroom. After you come out, the place smells fresh of um, cleaning products. And you eat so much, and no one can eat so much and stay as slim as you do. And she said, look, I am not bulimic, I eat a lot, I do a lot of workout, you all don't, and I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. You know, they hounded her and went on and on at her and made her feel really uncomfortable and really left out. And you know what she did? She got on the next flight and took herself straight back to London and carried on with her life. Those girls, she left them. Those girls, when they came back, they were ashamed of themselves. Now, those I've seen some of these girls, and they don't look the best, I've got to say, for their age. And this lady in question looks hot. Let me tell you, she looks hot. She's 50 now, 5'0", and she looks in great condition. I know her well. She's not bulimic. She just loves her food, as I do. But she also loves her exercise. And not only that, she eats well. You could eat a lot of food. Eat wholesome. It's not a nutritional podcast today, but eat wholesome. I tell you, yeah, food is 80% of your exercise. What you eat, what you put in your body. Literally, you are what you eat. Never heard such a true saying. Yeah, so discrimination was going on there. She was different from the others. They discriminated against her, made her feel bad. Now, I'm Afro-Caribbean. I'm a black man growing up in a white society here in London. I live out in Rygate, which is a predominantly white area, but I'm happy with that. I'm good with that because I went to boarding school and I was complete minority there. So I've not got a problem with that. But this podcast is not about me. It's about you all out there. So as I said, I've grown up and I live in London. And if you live in a multicultural society, London, New York, any of those places where there's a a wide variety of different cultures, in my opinion, it's a good thing. Now, the discrimination that I've seen and I've witnessed out there are from people who, the majority of it is just a lack of understanding, in all honesty. And I said to you earlier on about subconscious and conscious. Eastern Europeans can be guilty of this quite a bit. Not all, I'm not judging anybody, believe me. I know why that may be. Poland, Russia, they don't see many black faces or Asian faces out there. So they don't know how to deal with that. 
It could be the opposite way around. We in here in London don't know how to deal with them, but it's just different, right? And you've got to learn to deal with each other's differences. And what I would say to that is rather than saying, hey, that person does X, Y, Z, and that's no good, I can't stand that, learn from it. Because they have things that we can all adopt and they can adopt from us. So it's a case of we are learning from each other rather than putting each other down and not liking what each other culture stands for and what each person does. That's what I think low food fitness stands for is learning and sharing the beauty that we all have to offer each other. I've dated a lot of women from different nationalities and I've heard some pretty weird things. But when you have countries where people literally live in the same community and they're all from different parts of the globe and they've all got to share each other's speech, culture, dance, music and all that stuff, that is beautiful to see. And that is something handed down from heaven. The globe is smaller now. It's not like back in the 60s, 70s or 80s where there was no internet and we didn't know what was happening on the other side of the world unless we had the Olympics or the Football World Cup. Then we could see what's going on. But we've got internet, we've got mobile phones. You could open up your phone now and, and look on um, Periscope and see people getting up in different parts of the world. Vietnam, Australia, Turkey, Spain, Canada. Brazil, all of these different places, yeah? So this brings the whole globe smaller. It makes it smaller. It's like the globe is on your back door. It's on your doorstep, right? So because of this, you would think there'd be more tolerance, but there is less. I mean, people could see now what it's like in another country, and they could choose to want to go there. And London is an amazing place, and people choose to want to come here. But when they come here... The Londoners are saying, hey, I'm overwhelmed. There's too much going on. And I think that's what sparked Brexit and in London and other parts of the UK. It was just overwhelming people. And then people are starting to get less tolerant, whereby it should have given people more tolerance. Because the more you know about a different country, surely the more understanding you should have. But it seems to be having the opposite effect. Now, let's touch on marriages while we're on here and relationships because discrimination could go on in there without people actually knowing it so you have mixed relationships for instance the west indians like to pick up their bone and eat it so you have a piece of chicken you have your meal and you've got chicken on the bone and you're eating your meal and you're cutting around the chicken you know you use your knife and fork as any decent person would but then the chicken gets down to a, a level of where no longer the knife and fork can help you. You have to pick that thing up and gnaw around it. West Indians, Jamaicans in particular, don't have a problem doing that. Pick it up, gnaw around it. You've got your, your napkin. You could wipe your hand on that when you're done or wash your hands after. Some of the English could find that profound. And if you're in a mixed relationship, i.e. a Jamaican man and an English woman, then the English woman could think, well, hey, I'm not getting my kids to do that because that's just out and out nasty. There's both cultures going on here. Your kids have got to learn both. They've got to know that picking up a bone, if that's your bag, ain't a problem. And then if you're in X, Y, Z, you don't do that. 
my children have eating habits that they have in the house that's acceptable by West Indian standards, but not acceptable by British English standards. So when they're out in a restaurant, there's certain things I don't allow them to do. When they're at home, there's things I say, okay, no problem. I don't have a problem with that. However, that can cause conflict in a house between the mother and the father if those things aren't settled in advance. Get what I'm saying? And that's just a little thing. There are lots more as well. I like playing music all the time. Some people might go into my mother's house. She's got the TV blurring left, right and centre. Drives me crazy, man, because I've been brought up. And I used to be used to that. That used to be a thing in our house. The TV used to be on 24-7, whether you're watching it or not. It used to be like another person in the house. Now, if the TV is not being watched, it isn't on. You know, and I go to my mum's house, she still has that something you've got to deal with because it's a thing in her house. But in my house, it isn't. So these are cultural differences. A famous man, Martin Luther King, once said, judge a person by the content of their character, not by the colour of their skin. Well, there you go. You don't judge somebody by the colour of their skin, their sexual orientation or anything else. Lesbians and gays talking about sexual orientation. They have a bad time with it, right, with this discrimination. And I feel sorry for these people because I've been there myself, not that I'm a gay guy, but I've been there myself being a black man, being brought up in the 70s, was hard. Having names thrown at you and people are thinking it's just one of those things. They even had TV shows with that to that effect where racism was strife and it was just a thing on the TV. Yeah, a show, for instance, called Love Thy Neighbour. It was the complete opposite to the name. They disliked each neighbour because they had a colour difference and they were calling each other racist names. And always a black man came out the worst. Naturally, it was made by white people shown to a white audience in a white country. So what are you... <laughs> What are you going to get from that, you know? There's another show called Rising Damp. Had a black dude in there and he was always set upon. Yeah, he was made to look like the most cleverest man in the show, but it was just the connotation of it, yeah? And believe me, <laughs> like anyone else, I can laugh at myself and I can laugh at others. But when a whole nation is institution in giving this prejudice and making it acceptable for a whole country to look at. So I went through all this back in the 70s and gays and lesbians are just coming out now and, and hats off for these people. And I'm so glad that things are changing. We've got size now, whether you're big or skinny. I mentioned a story about a girl who her friends thought she was bulimic. You've got the other end of the scale where people think that a big girl, because she's different, she needs to be discriminated against. Look, right, I'm in the fitness game and I'm there to make people, get people in good condition. But for me, as I said to you a minute ago, Martin Luther King said, judge people by the content of their character. If that person's character is to go to the gym, go to Weight Watchers, do a workout class, walk, run, do all those active things and they're still big, then what's the issue here? Because their character is good. Their mindset's good. I have a problem with the person with a bad character. All I want to do is go to McDonald's, Burger King, Nando's, sit down and eat fried chicken and stuff. You know, they're the people that I have a problem with and they're the big people that I've got no time for because 
I'm judging that person by that person, not by their size. Their size is probably a condition of their habits. You see where I'm going with this? I'll give you a little example. I've got a girl in my class called Nicola. Nicola, you rock. Now, Nicola is on the large size, and when she came to me, she was a heck of a lot larger. My class is a low-impact, high-energy class, yeah? It's great for big women as well as it is for slim women because there's no jumping up and down. You know, some of these big girls could have some massive breasts and that could be uncomfortable, them jumping up and down like that. And, you know, it's unnecessary. We did all that in the 80s and the high-impact aerobic with Jane Fonda and those guys. When low-impact came in, it opened my eyes to a different form of workout and we just took it to another level, putting the martial arts in now to create low food fitness. I have this lady that comes to my class. She came with a few friends and she goes to the back and she does her thing and she's lost so much weight. She's looking great and she's an ambassador for other big girls. Long may it continue. I love her. And I asked her to come into one of my videos and she's reluctant to do so, but I'm going to get her in there because so you can all see what I'm talking about. She's such a beautiful girl and, and um, yeah, that's the mindset I'm talking about. <laughs> totally. So um, I used to wear glasses. Don't anymore. I wore glasses from the age of six or seven and then grew up to be a man and got into contact lenses. And now I don't wear it either. I don't have contact lenses or glasses. Why? Because modern technology fixed my eyes. I've had my eyes fixed via operation. So I don't have to have any of that anymore. I don't even want to wear sunglasses because I was in glasses for so long and glasses to me is like a barrier. When I stood in front of somebody and I had my glasses on, I felt like there was a shield between me and that person. I empathize now with people with glasses and it's okay because I hear people being mocked when they have glasses and I won't have it in my class. I won't have it anywhere around me. And again, that's discriminating against somebody who's different from other people, yeah? People seem to also seem to think that when somebody wears glasses, they're of a certain type. Glasses doesn't make you any different. It's a condition of your eyes. It's a physical condition, not a mental condition. Got me? So you don't discriminate against anybody who's wearing those things. Lord knows that's not a good thing. Discrimination is not good in any stretch of the imagination. I was discriminated against for wearing glasses most of my life, yeah? That's why I wanted to get out of the things. Not that I was discriminated against as a man, but you get scarred, right? Memories and all that stuff. I want to go back to something. I want to go back. I want to tell you a little thing about me because I said this is not about me, but I want to share this with you. And I haven't shared it with many people, and but I'm just going to share it with you. <laughs> it's you and me and all the others. Right, so... um. As you know, I'm an Afro-Caribbean, West Indian, half West Indian, half English. Well, could you say I'm half English? Because both my parents are West Indian. I was born in England. But I'm an English dude, right? I'm an English guy. The community I was brought up in was a predominantly black community in um, a, a road called Landor Road down there in Starkwell, near Clapham, near Brixton. The black community don't take too kindly to gay people gay or lesbians, is frowned upon in our culture, in the West Indian culture. And there was a comedian, I can't remember his name, a black comedian who did a whole documentary on it. Got to get this documentary and dig it out and show it to you. He actually went to Jamaica and 
confronted some people and wow, that was really brave of him because he could have been lynched there, man. It, it's something I've wrestled with. And not only that, I'm going to throw another spanner in the works now. I grew up as a Christian going to Sunday school. Again, it wasn't a thing done from the church. You didn't, gays and lesbians, it's not Adam and Eve, they used to say, man and woman. So I was struggling with gays and lesbians growing up. What do I do for a living? I'm a fitness instructor. I'm a fitness teacher. I work in dance centers. And back when I was started teaching, there weren't many fitness or health clubs. They were all dance centers. They had lots of studios. There was only one little room where the gym was, where they had weights. It was a little box. And they had some loose weights and free weights and all the testosterone guys used to be in there. Used to get all the boys and girls in the other rooms doing ballet, tap, jazz, aerobics, or different types of aerobics. It was fun. In that environment, there were many gays and lesbians. I gotta say, I felt a bit queasy because of my upbringing. And everything I was brought up with was totally that taboo. You don't, you don't do that. And this is why a lot of, whether you're black or white, didn't come out. They were underground with who they were. So I had it coming from both fronts. I had it from the West Indians and the church. So I grew up with this mixed bag. And then what happened? I marry a cabin crew, a British Airways air hostess. And all the men there that worked on that, that she introduced me to, they were all gay. It was a peculiar feeling. It was almost like I'm being attacked physically, personally. I wrestled with this for a long time until I had to analyze this and said, no, they're great fun, they're a laugh. Yeah, you've got, you know, whether the person's black, white, gay, lesbian, fat or slim, whatever religion, there's good and bad in all of us. But you find if someone's brought up in the sunshine and they're not too poverty-strucken, they'll be a lot happier than somebody who's brought up in the cold weather. It's your environment and your circumstance. And if all gays are happy, they're happy because they're in an environment that makes them happy. If people are miserable, they're in an environment that makes them miserable. So wrestling with this whole thing and starting my company, I looked back and said, well, I'm this black dude here. People used to call me names. And I used to feel bad. I didn't like this. At one stage, I wish I weren't black because it was so bad. Don't feel that way now, though, gotta say. Coming back to what I'm saying, I have totally turned around. And I do not want any homophobic person around me in any way, shape, or form. Not to mention, if you've got children out there, you don't know what your child's going to turn out to be. So be careful of who you discriminate against. Because I've seen this all so many times. I once met a guy who said he doesn't mind his son dating a black girl, but he doesn't want his daughter to date a black man. And I looked at him, a friend of mine as well, from the kid from martial arts, from Kung Fu. I said, how does that work? How do you quantify that? And he rambled on with some baloney. I didn't even want to listen. But <laughs> he got his wish. His daughter married a black man. I don't see him anymore, but I gather that he still loves his grandchildren and his daughter. I have a friend. I ain't going to mention his name. He said he would never date a black girl. The guy is black. He would never date a black girl. He only dates white women. Now I just cannot to the life of me, get my head around that. That puzzles me to the brim.
How is that even a thing? Discrimination, the unjust treatment of someone who's different. He's looking at these women and saying they're different. They're different from the women that he would like to date, right? Being black himself is discriminating against his own self. So that's just plain stupid and dumb. That's a stupid thing to say. There are beautiful people in all different colours and you just want to rule out a whole set of like half the world? you got to be kidding me. So um, I, I challenged him on that and he hadn't, again, was rambling on with a load of baloney. Nothing I could actually hook my head onto and say, yeah, that makes sense because it cannot make any sense in my opinion. Um, in my class, in my children's class, I suspect in your life as well, you would find people mocking people over the littlest things. And I clamped down on that straight away because that's a slippery slope. You can make jokes. You know, I'm not saying don't have some fun. Lord knows I'm not politically correct. You know, I'm far from it. But you cannot mock someone's glasses unless their glasses are plain ugly, right? There is that. I mean, my glasses cost me money when I was wearing glasses. I used to spend good money on mine and um, make sure that the lens are thin and I had light frames and durable frames, designer frames, and you could get frames that look just as good that don't have the big name attached to it and made even better. Uh, I've got a lot of experience in glasses. So someone's wearing some buck ugly, bright color, national health glasses, then you got to say, hey, man, you need to fix up and get yourself something that looks nice on your face. But being blatantly nasty about someone's glasses where they have to wear them is not nice at all. I'm just saying glasses, but that could be anything, anything. Be just nice. Nicest person you could be. <laughs> we like nice things done to us, right? So you got to do nice things to others in order to get it back. I'm going to leave you with this stuff. We're going, we're going, we're going, yeah? And I'm going to be rewriting my website on that Club Energize page. Please take a look and see in a couple of days. It's going to be all good. Still bitterly cold out here in London. Rygate's even colder in London. I'm about to journey now into London to some great classes. Our videos that we've been putting up the local fitness workout videos check them out we've got accelerate up there that's a great workout loads of people loving that one and we've got full charge check them out do them even if you can't do them look at them yeah just look at them before you go to bed get you all hyped up before you go to bed <laughs> watching sesame street the other day with my children and the woman was trying to get the kids to sleep and the kids were just hyper all over the place that's it. anyway anyway i'm just rambling on now i'm gonna see you and see you I'm going to see you and leave you. Boom. Bye.